You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Gators Breakdown. The Gators Fan Podcast, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC, bringing you another episode this week, of course, after the Jacksonville Jaguars select Gators defensive back C.J. Henderson, ninth overall in the first round of the NFL draft on Thursday night. So uh, I'm going to you know throw out another episode here, and then what's going to happen is uh, later on in this episode, um, WJXT, News 4 Jack sports anchor Culpepper, will uh, help me break down uh, what the Jacksonville Jaguars are getting in their selection with C.J. Henderson with the ninth overall pick, You know what it means for the Jaguars, where does C.J. fit in in year one. We know uh, some drama there last year with the Jaguars and getting rid of Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Boyer's not there anymore either, so Jaguars needed a defensive back, a cornerback in particular, and they draft C.J. Henderson in the first round. Before we get there, remember, you can find Gators Breakdown on news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. You'll find all the Gators Breakdown episodes and News for Jacks coverage of the Gators. If you missed our NFL Draft Preview Show, our interview with Theatric Faison earlier this week, Go there, check it out. A lot of good stuff. Yes, this um, this episode is you know particularly about C.J. Henderson being drafted in the first round. If you want even more draft preview coverage for uh, the next uh, or the rest of the NFL draft, uh, go back and listen to the last episode of Gators Breakdown and follow us on social media, Gators Breakdown on Twitter and Facebook at Gators Breakdown. So. Former Gators defensive back C.J. Henderson selected ninth overall in the first round of the 2020 NFL Draft on Thursday night by the Jaguars. And here's what C.J. had to say, quote, I feel the most comfortable with staying in Florida. That's huge. Uh, And being able to stay close to my family, my former college, I feel like I bring a lot to Jacksonville. I feel like I can take out opponents and number one receivers, and I plan to do that here. So for one, one Gator side of this that I really like, he'll be close to his brother. Uh, his uh, brother, of course, committed uh, to Florida last recruiting cycle. So he'll be able to, you know, of course, he'll be busy playing in the NFL and, and all that. But, you know, bye weeks and uh, all that kind of stuff, he'll be able to, you know, go down to Gainesville and, and be with his brother, uh, you know, at least one week a season, uh, probably during bye weeks and get to see him play. So uh, that'd be that'd be cool to have uh, you know, him so close to his brother his, as his brother will be a true freshman. Now coming up here uh, this fall for the Gators. So Henderson is also the 13th Gator to be taken in the top 10 during the common draft era and the highest selected defensive player since Joe Hayden was drafted seventh overall by Cleveland in 2010. Florida now ranks tied for third among SEC schools uh, with the most top 10 draft picks, picks since 1967, tied with LSU, but only behind Alabama, and Texas A&M. So really, really good um, 
rung in a the ladder there uh, for Florida, who now ranks tied for third among SEC schools with LSU with the most top 10 draft picks since 1967 behind Alabama and Texas A&M. So in addition, Florida has had nine defensive backs selected in the first round since 1970, and Henderson is the latest Gator defensive back since Vernon Hargrave, Vernon Hargraves, uh, when he was picked 11th in 2016 to be selected in the top 15. So here we go, quote, uh, so – C.J. Henderson is a physical defensive back, great size, about six foot one, two hundred and four pounds, extremely, extremely athletic. Said ESPN analyst Desmond Howard, tracks the ball extremely well, has supreme confidence in his speed, uh, really good makeup speed. Once the ball is in the air, he can go get it. That's a pretty tremendous selection right there. So Henderson is the first Florida defensive back to be selected in the draft's opening round since 2016 when safety Keanu Neal went 17th overall uh, to the Falcons. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, Hargraves uh, was the 11th pick by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he's the first Gator first rounder since defensive lineman Taven Bryan was also selected 29th overall by the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2018. So that is part of the storyline here, uh, of course. The the fan bases of the Jaguars and the Gators, of course, uh, cross over. Uh, so many Gator fans are Jaguar fans and, and, and vice versa. So the Jaguars have now drafted 12 Gators, most recently selecting Jawan Taylor in the second round of last year's NFL draft. Henderson joins Brian, Dante Fowler in 2015, Fred Taylor in 98, Reggie Nelson in 2007, and Derek Harvey in 2008 as the only Jaguar first-round picks from Florida. So to help us break this pick down and what it means for the Jacksonville Jaguars is WJXT News 4 Jack Sports anchor Cole Pepper. Cole, thanks for hopping on Gators Breakdown. Absolutely. Uh, always great to be in the midst of the NFL draft, one of my favorite times of the year. Yeah, a little uh, cold, man. It was uh, definitely a little bit different, the, vir- the whole virtual draft. So let's start with a wide scope. Sports fan of sports fans, of course, starving for content. NFL drafts have so much hype behind it because of that, and especially for the Jaguars, who had two first round picks. What are your thoughts on uh, how the NFL is is handling the virtual draft so far? Uh, I thought it was a pretty good job. I'd give it an A minus um, on the first day. Some of the stuff they did with the commissioner trying to engage with fans on you know on a, on his TV on a delay. Uh, I mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, probably back off on that one. I thought it was weird that there was a costume change for the commissioner halfway through the first round. He went with the uh, Corky Rogers sweater. Um, anyway, we'll see what's, what <laughs> uh, what happens uh, the rest of the way. Uh, I, I I thought, uh, you know, our expectations for broadcast right now have been changed dramatically. And this is maybe a little inside baseball, but if you think about how things have changed over the course of the last, 10 or 15 years um, as so many people have uh, had access to cell phones with cameras um, and, you know, in terms of what we put on news broadcasts, um, a lot of times we'll get viewer video and it's just, okay, people are like, okay, that's fine. We'll use that. Um, and then now with the next step with, with all the zoom interviews and FaceTime interviews or what have you, uh, there are so many, um, you know, allotments made in people's minds for how something looks and feels mm-hmm. right now that anything that, that just didn't 
crash and burn was going to be, you know, embraced. I also am interested to see what the ratings wind up being for that first night. I think they're probably going to be pretty big. Um, I was also a bit surprised that the NFL uh, had a lot of content with the draft-a-thon going on at the same time as the draft, rather than pushing it to, you know, maybe teasing it here, then pushing it to something else. But um, uh, good for the NFL for using their platform to try to make a difference. No, so Cole has covered Cole. You you covered the Jaguars since the inception, right? For, since the very first uh, season. Second season, yeah. Second season, okay. So you've been around the team, of course. Know the history of the team. Your initial reaction to the Jaguars selecting C.J. Henderson ninth overall. You know, um, I actually wrote about this um, earlier in the week when I uh, put a story on NewsForJacks.com uh, about the scenarios that Jaguars might face. And so one of those was if there was no real surprise in the first eight picks, what would they do? Um, the only sort of change up from that conservative, no surprises, uh, first eight picks was that Andrew Thomas went instead of Tristan Wirfs uh, to the Giants at number four. But um, I thought that the, the Jaguars were at a spot in the draft where they were kind of caught where they, something was going to have to happen to give them a, a major impact player. Now, I think C.J. Henderson can be a good player for them. I think he's going to start right away. I think he can certainly develop. He's, you know, he's not going to be Jalen Ramsey as a rookie. Uh, nobody would be. But um, I thought if the Jaguars were picking seventh or eighth, they could have had a bigger impact player than if they were picking at number nine. That being said, um, and, and you certainly – have spent a lot of time watching Henderson through the years. Uh, we've seen, you know, he's got terrific coverage ability. He's got good size. Um, how he translates to the NFL. I mean, the, the cornerback is a tough position to, to, uh, to project. Sometimes he went up against very good competition in terms of wide receivers in the sec. I think, again, I think it's a good pick. I, I don't think it's a great pick. I think it's a good pick. Um, and I think based on where they were and what they had to choose from, they were going to pick somebody Sort of in and in, in, in each first round in each draft there are different tiers of players, um, and I thought that about where the Jaguars were picking is where the where the you know the third tier of the first round began. I think there were four players who were head and shoulders above everybody else: uh, Burrow, Okuda, uh, Chase Young, and Derek Brown, and you maybe could throw Isaiah Simmons in there as well. Then you had the other quarterbacks in the offense, you know, a couple of those offensive tackles potentially. Um, I don't think that, uh, you know, this is like, like what happened last year with the Jaguars when they had Josh Allen follow to them. That, that did not happen this time around. But, uh, I, again, I think they had a good player. I, I, Dan Mullen loves his attention to detail. He says he's a perfectionist, going to work on every aspect of his game all the time. And if that's the case, um, and if he's a no-nonsense kind of player, which is exactly what Doug Marone is looking for, then uh, then it's a, it's a good pick, not a great pick. Yeah, I think part of, if, if Henderson could have replicated his 2018 season for 2019, I think you may would have seen, you know, the, what, 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 last two weeks where you heard, okay, he may sneak into the top 10, and that may be because Atlanta may go get him. Or if he's still there for the Jaguars, that would be a team they would definitely, or that would be a player they would definitely look at. If he had somehow duplicated, you know, 20 – 2018 into 2019, he probably would have been in that upper echelon of players. We have heard the last couple of weeks that people do like him. Scouts do like him as much or as or, or more than Dunakuda. Not as many teams, I don't think, 
and it really played out that way, uh, where Akuda goes early on, uh, way well, well ahead of CJ as far as cornerbacks go and, and his number of picks go. But with so many needs for the Jaguars, Cole, this team has a litany of issues uh, of both sides of the ball. Why do you feel they went with CJ Henderson over some of the other needs? Well, I think it was a matter of drafting for need and the value, uh, trying to marry those at the same time. Um, again, if Isaiah Simmons had fallen to them, I don't think it would have fallen to the Jaguars for drafting him, even though you know, he doesn't necessarily fill an immediate need. But when you're in the bottom quarter of the league in, you know, in the defensive rankings and you're even worse than that against the run, you'd expect him to, to maybe go on defense. And I apologize. Apparently the world's uh, loudest uh, uh, crash compacting truck is going right behind me here. <laughs> Um, but the, uh, the fact they spent two first-round picks on defense really tells you, number one, what they think about the offense right now, which is maybe has a higher uh, – they have a higher opinion of than a lot of people would. Um, I was disappointed they didn't get a big guy in the, in the, at all in the first round. No offensive tackle, no uh, defensive tackle, no big end. Uh, they get um, – Chase on with the 20th pick, who's a speed end, which is fine. He's got probably going to have to replace Yannick Ngakwe. So uh, it gives you a guy who's, who's got that quick twitch. But uh, I was surprised they didn't get some more beef at some point. Uh, what that tells me is that Dave Caldwell's draft philosophy is so different from Tom Coughlin's. Uh, Coughlin, in fact, he wrote in his book that the, the things he wanted to see when he was building the Giants back up he wanted quarterback, he wanted pass rush, and he wanted left tackle. Those are the things that he got. Now, the Jaguars, you get pass rush out of Chase on, at least that's the, the projection. Uh, but uh, with an opportunity to get some big guys, they did not uh, wind up getting any, any big bodies. They did address some of those things in the offseason and free agents on the defensive side of the ball. But, um, you know, dream scenarios with Dick Brown falling to them or, or with them getting Kinlaw at 20 uh, just didn't materialize for them. Well, he get the face uh, CJ Henderson will get the face a diff, different styles of offense being in the AFC South. Uh, the power run, heavy Titans, uh, new look Colts with Phillip Rivers, the ever changing Houston Texans, and you know coming up this year as well, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers is, is on the schedule, so he's going to be tested early and often. Uh, of course, that's just the way the NFL falls right now with the, the pass happy attacks that are out there. What's the expectation for Henderson being a top ten pick at a position where? Look, he's, he's got to produce immediate results. Yeah, for me, this is just my expectation for any top 10 pick. My expectation is that they come in and they are an impact player right away, whether that means they're a starter or they make a, a difference as a, as a top reserve. Um, right away, coming in and making a difference. Um, I think, again, I think he will come in. I think he will start right away. I don't think there's any question about uh, the Jaguars' needed cornerback. He, he did fill a need, as we mentioned. I think he will come in and he'll start right away um, opposite Trey Herndon. How much of an impact he makes remains to be seen. Um, I want to see him on the field against NFL players. Um, even in, a, in an OTA, well, I just want to see, you know, OTA <laughs> uh, at this point. Um, but that's what I'm really looking for, to see how he, he does against NFL players. He has played against some NFL caliber athletes in college. He hasn't played against pros. Like I, I want to see what DJ Chark does against him. Now that Chark's had a couple of years, or you know Westbrook, some of these guys, you know, even Chris Conley. How do they do against 
the rookie and did, can he show us something? Um, and when I look at rookies in OTAs and minicamps, what I'm looking for is what can they do? The next step is can they do that consistently? Can they do that over and over again, every snap of the game, um, every game of the season? That's where you go from talented football player to professional to star to pro. I mean, that's you have to be able to do what you do the best you can, do it consistently and repeat it, and then improve on what, you, what you're doing, improve on both your strengths and your weaknesses. Um, and give him credit, that's what Jalen Ramsey did over the course of his career at cornerback. So there's a high standard uh, for not only what Ramsey did, even to, to an extent A.J. Boye, um, you know, that tandem is going to be tough to replicate. And, and I don't think the Jaguars are going to be better uh, without Jalen Ramsey with C.J. Henderson right now. But again, um, Henderson's a, a pretty low-key guy. And I think that one of the things that uh, we have learned is that all of the garbage that that uh, the Jaguars locker room has thrown out there over the last two years Doug Marone doesn't want any piece of that so drafting a guy who's a you know a character guy who's a uh, not not a big flashy outgoing look at me type makes sense well yeah that's exactly where I was going next Cole with, with this you know the, the, the headache of Jalen Ramsey Losing Boye, of course, you know, cornerback was a, 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 a big need. But, of course, the, the, the drama the Jaguars have faced. And, and now they're getting a player that you know, quietly goes about his business, not a big talker, uh, doesn't show a whole lot of emotion, a very business-like attitude uh, out there. And you don't see that too often, uh, and especially uh, top picks at cornerback. That's just, you know, their reputation has been trash talkers, get up in your face and there and – Henderson's not 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 like that so much. Do you do you think the start difference in demeanor and character played a part in Henderson getting chosen by the Jaguars so high? It, don't get me wrong; it it always comes down to what you do on the field. But you know, I mean, it was a Cuda or it was Henderson uh, and, and a couple other options there at cornerback. Uh, do you think the the attitude and demeanor played a part in him in him getting picked here? I think it was more of a non-starter if he didn't have that than it was a benefit for him. Um, I think, you know, there are some things that Jaguars, it's like, you know, when you go in and you scout a player, some teams have red flags that just are going to discount certain certain players. If a guy has had off-the-field issues, some teams don't want to touch him. If they've got injury issues, some teams don't want to touch him. I think uh, attitude issues for the Jaguars right now are non-starters. Um, you talk about Henderson, Chase on, you know, we know the importance of, of the number 18 jersey, at uh, at LSU, uh, you know, going back to the Matty Mock days, he you know he is a guy who his teammates believe is a high character guy. His coaches believe he's a high character guy, a selfless team first player. Those are the kinds of guys that that the Jaguars have been missing. And think about the guys in that realm who they have lost over the last couple of years: Paul Pazlesny, Mercedes Lewis, Calais Campbell, AJ Boye. Um, they have lost some guys who were certainly team first guys. Um, and they need to replace some of those. I mean, uh, one of the, the, there are two big issues for the Jaguars right now. One is talent of the roster in general. And the other is culture, uh, their culture, you know, with whether you're talking about Telvin Smith or you're talking about, uh, Jalen Ramsey, um, no, you, you can point to a few other guys. 
unique unique oh. Ngakwe now yeah. uh, at this point. Fournette sort of off and on. Um, and by the way, those four really talented players. It doesn't matter how talented you are. If you're not willing to be pulling in the same direction um, and you don't have a superstar at quarterback, you're not going to win in this league. Cole, last thought here. And this is a, this is a big part for Jaguar fans. And it's drafting another Florida Gator. <laughs> Jacksonville's drafted 12 Gators, most recently Jawan Taylor last year in the second round of last year's draft. But it's been the first round selections that haven't panned out so well uh, for, the, for, for Gators going to the Jaguars. So Henderson joins Taven Bryan from 2018, two years ago. Dante Fowler, 2015, Derek Harvey, 2008, Reggie Nelson, 2007, Fred Taylor in, in 98, you know, as the the Jaguars first round picks from Florida, only Taylor turned out to be a great pick. You had some flashes for Nelson and Fowler, nothing sustainable there. You can get Jaguars fan angst of drafting a, another Florida Gator so high when it hasn't turned out so well. Uh, but, you know, you, you kind of have to separate that year by year and then not really necessarily let history take over in where a player comes from w- w- when you draft a guy. Well, and those are first-round picks you're talking about. Um, when you start talking about the non-first-round picks from Florida that the Jaguars have drafted, you know, Juwan Taylor had a very solid rookie year. Um, I go back even further, I think of Bobby McCray, who was a seventh-round pick, who really was uh, overperformed his draft position uh, for sure. Uh, there have been some guys through the years who have contributed from time to time. There have also been some guys who the Jaguars have brought in who are former Gators who, who ha- ha- you know, haven't done – Doug Johnson was here for about 20 seconds and a cup of coffee. Um, so, I mean, and I tweeted that out uh, last night after the pick that, hey, here's another Florida Gator first-round pick without a lot of uh, editorial in it, just kind of pointing that out. And um, it is interesting that that's, that that's happened, that that's what the Jaguars are doing. Um, I don't think it's intentional. I don't think it's like, oh, let's go find somebody because, you know, C.J. Henderson isn't going to sell a bunch of tickets. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. That's not what's happening there. Um, his, his draft slot was probably in that, again, 9 to 20 realm somewhere. Um, and so he gets picked on the top end of, of where it should have been. Uh, I, I think it did, and, and you'll have a better feel for this than I will. Um, do Gator fans who are Jaguars fans, do they care if the Gators, if their players are getting drafted in Jacksonville right now? Um, you know, if you're a Jaguars fan, you want to you want to see the player pick. You want to see somebody who's going to come in and make a difference for your team. Uh, I guess there's a you know probably a small thing of okay, there's a Gator. Hope he doesn't do what you know some of the other first round picks have done. Um, if he does, if he does what Fred Taylor did, uh, it's an A plus plus pick. Right. I, I've seen both ways. I do. I've seen a few Gator fans who think it is a reach and because of and, and most of it was because they wanted like you and you pointed out, they wanted guys in the trenches. They wanted guys to fill up the trenches for the Jaguars, not necessarily um, a guy playing outside, you know, cornerback. They thought there was bigger need more so not necessarily a knock on CJ. There's just more of a need on the Jaguars end of things uh, and, instead of drafting a cornerback that high where they probably could have got an, another one. Not so high CJ, but maybe at the 20th pick instead of chase on you get a cornerback there uh, instead. I will also say this. If you start talking about how important, different positions are in the modern NFL. Quarterback is number one. Pass rusher is number two. Left tackle is number three. I think corner is number four uh, because the passing game is such a big part of things. You have somebody who can who can lock down the other team's best player. That is a premium position. So even though it's not in the trenches, 
uh, and you know, uh, you and I have had a conversation. I cut my teeth covering the NFL, my early days covering Marty Schottenheimer's Kansas City Chiefs. Well, that was all about Christian Okoye and Barry Word and then Marcus Allen running the football. They, had, they got Montana in uh, there toward the end. But, um, you know, dominating the lines of scrimmage is always a great recipe for success in the NFL, in, in football at any level. Uh, but in the modern NFL, you've got to be able to affect the passer and, and create more time for your pass rush to get home with coverage and vice versa. The pass rush has to impact get the quarterback getting the ball out of his hands before he wants to so you can create those turnovers. That's what the Jaguars did in 2017 with Saxonville. They got after the quarterback. They forced turnovers. They have not done that for the last couple of years. So um, getting a pass rusher on a cover corner, a little again, Dave Caldwell's picks, a little more modern NFL approach perhaps than what Tom Coughlin might have done. All right, that is Cole Pepper from News 4 Jacks and WJXT Sports Anchor there, anchoring all of our coverage uh, for Jaguars, local Jacksonville sports, Gators, Seminoles, Hurricanes, all everything uh, to do with Florida Jacksonville sports. Uh, Cole Pepper leads the way. Cole, man, I can't thank you enough. Did you, just, did you just not say Georgia on purpose? Was that uh, Florida, uh, Florida State, Miami? <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't on purpose, but uh, yeah, with Georgia as well. So it, it's a... Uh, yeah, it's a mental thing. It's just there, Cole. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cole, man, thanks for, thanks for hopping on. Thanks, Dave. Thanks to Cole Pepper there. And here is more reaction from different analysts on the first round selection, C.J. Henderson. Quote from Jesse Palmer here. He has a lot of natural tools at the combine. He ran a 4-3-9 40-yard dash, so you're not going to run by him. Uh, he burst on the scene as a starter as a true freshman, had four interceptions and took two to the house. Hey, look, guys, we remember even in his uh, even in his first game there, returning a pick six against Michigan in 2017. So uh, big time playmaker even in his first game uh, for the Gators. Continuing uh, Palmer's thoughts here, you know, people just don't want to throw his way uh, in zone coverage. He does a really good job of baiting quarterbacks into bad throws. Makes you believe you have an open window. You take the bait. He jumps in front of it. This is a great pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars, guys. They lose their best cornerback in A.J. Bouye to the Denver Broncos. Now you replace him. You don't have to go very far, just down the road in Gainesville, and take C.J. Henderson. Uh, Mel Kuyper, of course, from ESPN as well, uh, quote, he had that ankle injury that kind of tampered him early on, but he is a talented cover corner. That is where he's going to make money in the NFL. He's going to be able to shut down receivers. Tackling has to improve has to be a little more aggressive, can't play with 10 men in the NFL. You have to tackle, pulling these, pulling those receivers uh, after the catch and support in the run. So, you know, look, tackling receivers hasn't been – wasn't CJ's problem <laughs> in 2019. Uh, su- supporting in the run, yes, up and down there, uh, but, you know, not against receivers, not necessarily much of an issue. Uh, but he – Continuing what Mel Copper had to say, but in coverage, you know, six interceptions in his career, 22 pass breakups. Even this past season when he had the injury with the ankle, he still finished top of the team with 11 pass breakups. His forte is coverage ability. That's what you're looking for in the NFL. One more here from Lewis Riddick. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars no longer have Jalen Ramsey. They no longer have A.J. Bouye. And I can tell you this, C.J. Henderson is one of those types of guys the kind of guy that can match up with your best receiver. He will saddle them all over the field. He did that this year. He followed Jamar Chase on just every stat he could when they played LSU. He was a guy who is proficient playing both in press and in off. He has the feet to line up in press and saddle you in the, saddle you in the line of scrimmage. 
and then run you downfield. He has the feet and the hips and the eyes to play from off and play all different coverage packages you want to play when you back off. He just needs to be more consistent at the catch point, but he is supremely talented and fits the mold of the kinds of quarterbacks that play in Jacksonville. I think they meant to say cornerbacks there. So, um, so uh, of course, here uh, a few more notes about the draft uh, so far. Only one round, and um, Florida has had Florida has had at least one pick in every NFL draft since 1952. That is the longest streak in the SEC. That's what C.J. Henderson brought to the table uh, as the Gators-only uh, pick uh, in, the, in the NFL draft so far. As we see Network's Cole Kublik tweeted, uh, Henderson makes 14 first-round picks for the Gators since 2010. Only Alabama and Ohio State have more. It's a heck of a stat there for the Gators. You wish the results could be <laughs> on the field uh, like Alabama and Ohio State, but still, Henderson made 14 first-round picks for the Gators since 2010, only trailing Alabama and Ohio State. Overall, Florida has now had 53 first-round selections in its story history and has totaled 18 first-round picks since 2007, fourth most among all schools nationally. Only Alabama, Ohio State, and LSU have more picks than Florida since 2007, and uh, meanwhile, USC, Clemson, Georgia, Florida State, Notre Dame all trail the Gators in that time frame as well. So more Florida draft notes here. The Gators have had 10 first round picks in the last eight NFL drafts. Florida has had a first round pick in 12 of the last 14 years, uh, has now had nine defensive backs selected in the first round since 1970 and five since 2010. Florida has had the fifth most first round picks 51 among NCAA schools and the second most in the Southeastern conference in the common draft era since 1967. So the fifth most first round picks among college football and second most in the sec since 1967 USC, Ohio state, Miami, and Alabama are the four programs in front of Florida to have that many picks since 1967, first round draft picks since 1967. Florida ranks third uh, or ranks tied for third, as we mentioned or that earlier, among SEC schools with most top 10 draft picks in the common era of the draft since 1967, tied with LSU and only behind Alabama and Texas A&M. Uh, Florida's had 53 first round selections in its storied history, 18 first round picks since 2007, fourth most among schools nationally. Uh, 53 all-time is a second among SEC programs, only trailing Alabama. So, of course, Florida playing all these teams in the SEC year in and year out, and the SEC dominated the first round of the NFL draft. No surprise there. SEC set a record. Now, maybe this is a little bit of a surprise, but I know there was a, a bet out there on this. Uh, I think it was set at 15 and a half there. So take the under, but just barely. But the SEC set a record by having 15 players chosen in the first round of the NFL draft. 15 of the 32 picks from the SEC. That's, oh man, that's something else. I mean, we know we know how tough it is uh, in, in this conference, uh, but wow. I mean, that, that's that's astonishing. Uh, there almost half of the picks are from the SEC. Six players in the first 10 picks and 10 of the first 20 were from the conference. Look, people like to cry about an SEC bias, 
But look, it's in the NFL too. And I mean, there's a reason. Uh, the best players collectively play in the SEC. Six SEC schools had a player drafted in the first round uh, in 2020. The SEC has had at least one top 10 draft pick for the 14th consecutive season and for the 28th time in the last 29 drafts. Since 2009, top 10 NFL picks by league. SEC leads the way with 44. Since 2009, top 10 NFL picks by league. SEC has 44 top 10 picks. The next closest, the Big 12 with 20 there's your gap <laughs> so and we get to see it play out most you know for the most part every fall so uh sec has now 51 top 10 picks since 2007 and uh you know cj henderson um you know just added to that uh for the gators when he was drafted ninth overall by the jacksonville jaguars so um next week we'll take a look at the rest of the nfl draft where the gators ended up there uh, of course, a lot of big names for the Gators still on the board. LaMichael P. Ryan, Van Jefferson, uh, Jonathan Grenard, Jabari Zuniga, Freddie Swain, Tyree Cleveland. We'll see where it all plays out uh, for those players uh, over the weekend, your know, Friday and Saturday, uh, of course. So we'll get to see. Hopefully those guys get their name called. But you know, this was uh, an episode where just mentioned it plenty, plenty of times. Jacksonville Jaguars select C.J. Henderson, ninth overall, in the first round of the 2020 NFL draft. So uh, be on the lookout for the uh, draft review episode next week. Uh, Will Miles will, will hop on and we'll take a look at and take a look back at where those players ended up. So I'm the host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SBC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.